Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. At Agribition Today in Regina, Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley announced six programs to expand farm exports. McCauley says the federal government has a goal of expanding farm exports to $75 billion by the year 2025. McCauley says the programs include support for agri-marketing, support for farm product research and development, and efforts to ensure health and safety of Canadian agricultural products. There's federal support for diversifying the farm economy and improving competitiveness. What's new in it is the environmental uh, area, the First Nations, uh, and of course with these uh, federal funding only, there's making sure that we're promoted internationally. And I've just come back from doing that in China and to make sure let's, there's many things like the breeds are promoted like genetically to make sure that we're able to sell our products. That's in fact what it's all about. Macaulay provides more details. What we want to do is make sure that the Aboriginals are more involved in agriculture and I, women more involved in agriculture and that women are involved, but we have to make sure that there's more women involved and these programs will uh, roll out starting the first of the year. Uh, this program, uh, along with the federal provincial programs, it's $3 billion over five years. But what we're doing is to make sure that, uh, that uh, we're ready to have the money start rolling out the first of April. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley spoke to reporters at Agribition in Regina this morning. The international presence at Agribition is huge this year. Officials say 310 buyers from 22 countries are in attendance, compared to 176 buyers last year. So far, more than 1,000 visitors from 79 countries are attending Agribition. CEO Chris Lane says there have been some interesting sales. I think the international contingent here has been uh, uh, very active and engaged this year and uh, the numbers are up um, as far as we can tell. We don't really know until it's all done but uh, we see them in the sale ring, we see them purchasing. We've had uh, you know lots go to Australia and Mexico uh, and other places as well including the U.S. So um, that always adds a great flavor to Agribition when the international guests come and when they're engaged in the business here too. Why do they come here? Well I think we have the best showcase for for genetics on the livestock side and the breeders that come here, the exhibitors that come here, uh, really make the attraction for international guests worth it. So the return on the investment for international visitors and international buyers to see what's in the barns here uh, is a pretty easy equation when you've got exhibitors that have the quality of product that they do and they bring to the show and they see it in the show ring and then they can go see it in the stalls and uh, take part in the sales. Show wraps up Saturday. Have you been happy with how things have gone this week? Extremely happy. I think we have seen excellent growth. There's some things we're learning as we go through with the new building, but it's all uh, in a positive way. Any of the uh, the, the notes that I'm learning and things that we'll do for next year, it's because it's been so popular and that's a good problem to have. And I think when I talk to people on the grounds and uh, as they walk through the building and they walk through the different events that we have, the feedback is overwhelmingly positive and that, that makes it all worth it. So that's what we're here to do. Helgi Bai with the Charlay Banners as yesterday's Charlay sale had international sales. Yeah, it was a fabulous sale. It, uh, it averaged over 14,000 uh, on uh, 17, a little over 17 lots. A couple of the highlights, uh, there was a Sarienko Cattle Company from up uh, northern Saskatchewan. Uh, they sold choice on some embryo bull calves and uh, 
the first pick went for 55000 to three breeders from Ontario and one from Saskatchewan. And then the second pick actually uh, went over the internet to Mexico at 45000 So, I mean, a tremendous start to the sale, but uh, the whole sale was very solid uh, with uh, cattle selling uh, right from Prince Edward Island uh, across uh, through to Alberta. So, uh, good representation from across the country, and it's very positive in the barn. Our numbers are up uh, in the show, and uh, just a, a great atmosphere. Now, you're also involved with the Beef Supreme Challenge. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, it's the, uh, it's the end of the... Uh, of the show. It's kind of a signature event, I would say. And it uh, happens Saturday afternoon at uh, 4 o'clock. And if you haven't seen it, it's, it's well worth uh, coming and having a look. All the champions from the major uh, summer and fall shows from across North America are eligible. So there are 16 shows where the champions of all breeds are eligible to come from. This year we have uh, champions uh, right from a couple of shows in British Columbia, Alberta, uh, right through to Quebec, uh, we've got some out of Expo Buff uh, show this fall as well. So I mean, it's uh, it's a great show to see the best of the best uh, from uh, all the shows, all the breeds from right across the country. Helgi Bai is with the Charlotte Banner and a volunteer at Agribition. The Saskatchewan elk industry says demand outstrips supply for meat and antler velvet. Blaine Weber of Lanigan is the marketing director of Noralco, a next-generation co-op of 70 prairie elk producers. He says chronic wasting disease in 2001 forced a huge reduction in the number of elk producers, but now demand outstrips supply of meat and velvet. He says the industry needs more elk producers. He's involved with the display at Agribition. We have Dusty, our uh, half-mount uh, elk on display. He's been with us for a long time. He, he draws the kids and he's a very good conversation piece. And we're also set up in conjunction with the uh, Canadian and National Elk Products uh, Foundation, a marketing arm uh, joint with uh, the NEBA, the North American Elk Breeders as well. And I represent uh, Norelco, a new gen co-op that was formed about 10 years ago, 11 years ago now amongst uh, 70 producers across the prairies uh, to add value to the uh, elk products. Uh, also in our booth is Vigor, a uh, local marketing company that has taken on marketing the uh, or velvet pills in North America. Now, I understand you're telling me that the industry, the elk industry, was, of course, devastated by chronic wasting disease, but you've been able to regain markets and that now demand outstrips supply. You need more producers? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, over the last six, eight years, we've been able to, even though we've been really overregulated and constrained, in my opinion, by the officials and some of the opposition groups that we have against our industry, naturally, we've been able to still advance the meat and velvet antler industry as well as the trophy market in Saskatchewan. But the uh, velvet antler and meat is mostly exported. Velvet antler mostly to Asia, and the uh, meat goes mostly to the U.S., some to Europe, and and some to uh, eastern Canada. A little bit stays in western Canada, but not very much. I thought some important markets in Asia, though, had blocked antler velvet from Saskatchewan and possibly the meat. Yeah, no, that is true. Korea was the big buyer. Actually, the only market that had been developed back in 97 when I got in and uh, it slammed the door when BSE uh, and chronic wasting disease hit. And therefore, uh, we were really at a loss for a few years 
but there is other ways into Asia, and we are legal in uh, everything we do and export into Asia, and most of it is being uh, shipped into Hong Kong at this point and processed there and, and moves throughout Asia and even into Europe from there. How good are the returns? We've produced a pamphlet that gives you a brief overview of the numbers that can be picked up at the booth. Right now, we've averaged $48 a pound on the uh, velvet antler, the raw frozen velvet antler that we harvest in the spring for the last four years. So that market stabilized pretty good. Just for your average herd bull should produce 20 to 25 pounds of velvet. So at 40 to $50 a pound, you're looking at an animal eats half of what a beef cow does. It doesn't have to keep a calf alive and will give you anywhere from 1000 to $2,000 revenue every year as it regenerates every year, humanely harvested, nothing really detrimental to the animal at all. And uh, you can do that on a production bull for anywhere from up to 10 years, probably no problem. How well does the meat pay? Meat, we're following buffalo. The consumer demand for a healthy alternative, as they perceive it, is, is high. We are right now in the 11 to $12 a kilo hot hanging carcass weight delivered to the slaughter plants. And we can't supply that either. We're, we have more demand than, than supply. So your average basic cow that when CWD hit, we were giving them away at the farm gate for $100, is now worth twelve to $1,800. Depends on how much she weighs at the slaughter. Blaine Weber of Lanigan is the marketing director of a next-gen co-op of 70 elk producers. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Feed barley fell 99 cents at 167.63. Canola dropped a dollar 70 at 486.74. Oats gained 3 cents at $160.88 per metric ton. Number 1 red spring wheat fell a dollar 19 at 239.10. The rest were unchanged. Durham 271.14. Flax 472.68. Yellow peas, 222.54. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, December spring wheat fell 2 cents a bushel at 6.24 and 3 quarter cents a bushel. The Livestock Report on the Source, 620 CKRM. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 4,000 again on Tuesday. That's four weeks in a row, over four. Lots of bulls and cows around on Thursday at our regular sale. Bread cows, the good bread heifers, they bring anywhere from 19 up to 24.50 on Thursday. We do have another bread cow sale next Thursday. We do have our lot one more pre-sort on Tuesday, but this calf market it wanted to kind of wobble in spots this week. Look, some of these fleshier cattle or plain to medium cattle were on the lower trend. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And there is no hog report available today. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly sunny skies. Today, wind west 30, gusting to 50, the high plus 5 degrees. The low minus 8 tonight. Tomorrow, sunny skies, wind west 20, gusting to 40, the high plus 3 Saturday with a low of minus 7. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high near zero, the low minus two. Monday, sunny and windy with a high of plus five, windy, and a low of minus three, windy in the evening as well. Tuesday, sunny skies, the high plus two, the low minus seven. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a high of minus one, the low minus eight. 
Thursday, sunny with a high near zero. The normal high is minus 4, the normal low minus 15. So the temperatures are forecast to be above normal for the coming week. The sun rose at 827 this morning. It sets at 503 tonight. Around the province, all in the plus side. Estevan is plus 7, Saskatoon is 2, Swift Current plus 3, Weyburn plus 4, Yorkton plus 2. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's plus 3, that's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 30. Humidity is 80%, the barometer rising 100.6. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, plus 4. Winds are from the west-northwest at 31. Once again, Regina, cloudy and plus 3, that's 37 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.